Welcome to another Contractor's Best Friend podcast. I'm Brad Humphrey, your host. We're sponsored today by 4constructionpros.com and Caterpillar. And in fact, we have two of uh, Caterpillar's best in the area of uh, equipment specialty. But these guys have some world life experience as well as contractors and working with contractors. So we're glad to have them here. Jason Hurtis and Lonnie Fritz. Guys, how are we doing? Very good. How are you? All right, good. Um, Pretty excited about this topic for a couple of reasons. One, not not excited in a happy sense, but excited because I know how hot it is. We're talking about new outlets to find new workers. No mystery here. Every contractor in the United States that I know of is looking for somebody, whether it's yes, PM, sir. right? Are you guys seeing the same thing? <laughs> Multiple Number one pain point. You know, I think, I don't think about it. Is Caterpillar looking for workers too? Uh, we're always looking oh, for I people. I figured you were. I figured you were. And we're short. I, th- I don't know what the numbers are right now, and, 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 but somewhere around 7 million jobs short of what we need in all of our industries, not just the construction, but we only have about 2 or 3 million people that are really prepared and ready to work. So the numbers aren't in our odds, and they're competing. And I, I th- I've shared this before, but I heard a gentleman who kind of led the truck, a trucking uh, association make the comment that there were so many hundreds of thousands of drivers short for trucks, commercial trucks, and that they were going to go after a couple of industries. One was the military. The other one was construction. And I know even in my home state of Texas, when the oil business is up, a lot of the truck drivers from Austin and Dallas and Houston and San Antonio, they head out to Midland, Odessa, because they, they, be, they can make more money. So this is obviously something weighing on a lot of people's brains. Uh, we've also not been helped a lot by the educational programs around the country, because a lot of them have gotten rid of shop classes, and we don't see the Votech schools, Right. So we've got a challenge in front of us. So what I thought we'd do today, and, and I'd like really like for you guys to comment on it, you know, where, where do you guys suggest? I mean, you work with contractors, you're working with owners. Where, where should we be looking at? And maybe in some fishing in some holes that we've never fished at before traditionally in construction. Go ahead. Go ahead, Lonnie. Yeah, the, uh, the industry is really making a concerted effort to try to, like you say, fish in a new hole, uh, try to find new talent. Um, is, as silly as it may sound, and I'm going to try to word this correctly, but um, past violators of the law. <laughs> Hopefully that's, that's very politically correct. Of but you. Yeah, yeah. But you know, tapping into resources yeah. um, that are looking for a second chance, yeah. and I personally know a couple customers that have had an impeccable experience with somebody giving somebody a second chance. Yeah. You know, the military continues to be another fantastic pipeline. You know, you have individuals going in at 18 years of age and coming out retired right. with uh, 20 years of uh, of serving our wonderful country, and at 38 they're ready for a second career. Career yes. with all the discipline in the world you'd ever want the right. work ethic usually the physical side of things mm-hmm. and also uh, some operational expertise experience because many of them have uh, used our some of our equipment exactly in the military, in the military right. um, you know to uh, to construct the various things we need across the world um, so again that that continues to be a pipeline um, and getting to the younger generation earlier than what we originally anticipated and expected and have been doing. And that is, they're saying now you got to get in there, the junior high years. 
uh, makes a lot of sense getting in there in junior high years because uh, we know we're all inundated with more information right. now at an earlier age than we ever have been. Right. And uh, those children start looking at things. I know my son, uh, since five years old, he's going to be a commercial pilot. And still today at nine, he's going to be a commercial pilot. You know, I may have thought about something like that when I was 14 years of age. Yeah. So getting to them early, driving the awareness, mm-hmm. what's available out there. It is not just a stinky, hot, dirty, dusty, no, cold uh, industry. Go look at our cabs. Do yourself a favor. Climb into the cab of a Caterpillar machine. You'll have a different idea. When you have a heated, ventilated seat like your BMW or whatever vehicle you may drive, and that's in a dozer, um, we've we've come a long way. Well, and, and great and, money and benefits yeah, to be had. As a speaker and consultant, I've been preaching this message for years about keeping your equipment clean. You know, even back in my contracting days, we actually gave our drivers literally like a ten dollar roll of quarters and said, "Keep your truck looking clean on the outside, especially in." You know, we didn't want, you know, thousands of dollars of hamburger wrappers in the cab either, right? <laughs> so we've all been through that. But this is a big deal today. I like the fact, I like what you brought up on on getting into the schools. Um, you know, I've got a lot of horror stories we don't have time to hear today. But, but there are school districts that are more open because they're wanting, a lot of the high schools I know in Texas are starting to see that they really are a preparation for future careers for kids. And not all of them are going to go to college. And, uh, and so there's ways I, there's some high schools that I go into speak once a year and I let the principals know when I come in or the superintendent, I'm going to plant the seed about construction because most kids today, especially in the suburban areas, no matter what the economic level is, they've never even thought about construction. It has been to their parents, a dirty industry. Don't work there. But the fact of the matter is most of your hourly workers, and I'm talking about laborers for the most part, some of your hourly workers, they make really good money. Yeah. It, there, in, into that, there's great money to be made. There's absolutely great benefits out there. There's incentives. There's bonuses. Um, but to speak of the challenge again, we know how fast our world is changing. Yeah. And I like to write some of it off as, not as an excuse, but as an explanation of there are more opportunities out there for youngsters today than there has been in the past. Oh, we have a... Well, everywhere. 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 We have a growing construction industry. Population's growing. Infrastructure's growing. Therefore, Jason's expertise in construction materials. I need more of his materials. His industries are growing. But we haven't talked about all the automation, the robotics, the warehousing, all these other things, not to speak of specific names, but more industries. um, When we look at computers and computer scientists. None of those jobs were available before. Mm -hmm. And it's really starting to take a 20, 30, 40 180 degree turn into other directions and kind of leaving some of those blue to baby blue collar jobs behind. Well, and as we've talked about another podcast on whether it's drones or telematics or robotics, we haven't really chased that one down yet. The robotic industry is changing drastically. Mm -hmm. I mean, I saw my first robot putting in a brick wall, you know, (laughs) at the world of concrete this past year and all that kind of stuff. Jason, some thoughts from your standpoint on just this whole issue of where we're going to find the new workers at. Yeah, we're going to have to start thinking out of the box. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that, that we do with an open position is, you know, go to other employees and say, you know, try to find us somebody. And yeah. if he or she works out, then we'll incentivize you for, for the lead. Um, social media, I mean, LinkedIn, Facebook. Big time. You yeah. know, who would have thought you were going to buy something off a of Facebook marketplace, you know, two years ago. You <laughs> right, know, it was exactly. eBay or Amazon. And, right. And, you know, and now that's one of the very first places everybody looks at. So. Right. You know, the recruitment, they're, um, 
all that has to change. We've done a lot of work on like on our advertising and our ads. You know, it always used to be the, the big bearded guy with a dirty face. We've tried to change that image too. Yeah. Now it's the younger guy in the Dockers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, because that perception was there that we are a we are a dirty, hot industry and we have to attract people to it. Otherwise, the whole economy is going to fall. Well, and the sad fact is, I mean, I, you know, one of my divisions in the company years ago was uh, we had a paving division. And, you know, asphalt pavers are not exactly known as the cleanest guys in the world anyway. It's kind of a dirty business. Just the, the materials itself can be a mess. And then seal coating just adds more insult to injury. But the fact is, is that we did take some pride and we did have some success with that in that in that regard. We've had so much to talk about today that we're going to keep talking. Please join us for more. You can tune in to the rest of our discussion on 4constructionpros.com or your favorite podcast outlet.